to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mm. Many of you may ask, why? Why do we need a black leader? Or more specifically, why do black people need a leader? My answer to that is, who cares? We blacks just like having leaders, and I want to be the next one. What are my qualifications? I'm black, and I want the job. Enough said. Now, I know that's not going to satisfy the small minority of people who need a little bit more. No problem. I can do that. Just keep in mind, most black leaders are self-appointed. And at any time, I can play that card and end the whole discussion. Okay, here it goes. I'm really good at rhyming. This may sound like nothing on the surface, but if you dig down deep enough, you'll see that you can take any issue and make it seem more important by rhyming. Yes, you can. Case in point, taxes. At first glance, it would seem like it would be difficult to make taxes an important issue for blacks, let alone make white people feel like they're being racist, which when push comes to shove should always be the goal. For instance, if I said, we need to ease the tax burden on the poor and the middle class to help raise their standard of living, you would probably say, no thanks, so-called black leader. But if I said, first it was guns and axes, now they want to kill us with taxes. Come on! You would probably say, preach it, black leader. Or how about they minimize peace and max out hate? Now they want to lower the top tax rate? Tell me that doesn't make you want to light a dirty t-shirt to burn down your own <laughs> Swinging over your head like a helicopter. And that's just taxes. I can effectively rhyme any issue from abortion to school vouchers. What other black leader would even think of rhyming vouchers? For this reason alone, I should be your black leader. But don't worry, I have more hey welcome to the black guy <laughs> tips podcast with your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday morning ready to give you some feedback you can find us at the blackout tips on all your streaming and podcast platforms until october 26th where you will have to be on spotify 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 will be the only place to hear us and shout out to everybody that's done already made the move and for those out, out there playing around you better make the move or you can get left behind yeah we do hope that everyone moves over we would love to see everybody there we have a huge listenership but you know uh as we uh move over to spotify we would like for people to continue uh to listen and uh keep those fans so so yeah make sure y'all get on spotify download the app it's free listening is free free you can download our episodes for free mm-hmm. all this stuff is free every episode of the blackout tips is over there and we are playing around with some of these toys over there i already made a list of every episode of our lovecraft country recaps and you can follow the list i'll share it on social media i'll put it in the show notes of this episode cool little stuff like that you can do on spotify that i think uh people are gonna dig so if you want to just share like hey i think the blackout tips just the best lovecraft country recaps well here's a one button you hey listen go listen to all their recaps you can hear them right here so little stuff like that we'll be playing around with today's excerpt uh before we get to your feedback which is uh, of course comments on our website votes in the polls which i got to work again um so i'll make sure to read your old votes and we'll see how y'all came across last week votes in the polls comments on the website 
vote comments on your votes in the polls emails the blackout tips at gmail.com voicemail 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line um you you have to leave a two minute or less voicemail or you will get cut off it don't play it don't play all right like okay what you doing it's like your two minutes is up okay they do like to collect call it just disconnects you so make sure y'all do that um and five star reviews which you got a bunch of them on itunes because it's getting down to the wire Mm y'all only a couple more weeks to even give us five star reviews and then the show won't be over there so let us get them roses and them flowers while y'all can still smell them yes come on through we know some of y'all been been messing around and y'all like oh one day one day now is the time to do what you need to do Mm-hmm. uh so today's excerpt is from i'd rather we got casinos by larry wilmore and it's him talking about being a black leader um and some of the skills that it takes the whole chapter is about different skills and maybe i'll go through them uh over the next few weeks or whatever uh so um <laughs> that's hilarious the rhyming one is so funny because we will rhyme anything it feel t- like it used to be mandatory now it doesn't seem like that mm-hmm. but it seemed like like jesse jackson al sharpton martin luther king like it used to be uh even uh, elijah muhammad and stuff like it's, it used uh i mean farrakhan i mean even, it seemed like it used to be required um practice like if you can make a rhyme you can make it a slogan and if it's a slogan then then it's gonna catch on yeah that and uh a lot of it comes from uh a lot of them had church backgrounds so it's mm-hmm. that preacher cadence type of thing and so it's like yeah you know i couldn't i can't imagine like the the writer staff and everybody getting together trying to think what can we rhyme with oppression oppression right. anybody got anything for oppression yeah jesse used to be the best at it like he was damn near a rapper man he would he would have that takes skills every slogan was was a bar you know what i mean maybe that that's the if he was still out there today i think or he there was a young jesse jackson coming up it would be hashtag bars after <laughs> yeah every every viral video because he jesse could go on like a a rhetorical flourish and be rhyming everything for like a minute or two you know mm-hmm. which is just uh and you're right it does go back to church you know mm-hmm. which is why a lot of the black academics have those uh those specific type of pastoral degrees and shit so they can be like and i also right. can preach because you know? it is it, it, you know back in the day and, and even to today for some people it almost le- makes you legitimate yeah and it was i mean it's not just about white people it's like to the message to black people got to put it in rap you got to rhyme it a little bit you got you know down with dope up with hope and it's like yes it's like yeah you know do hugs not drugs like everything <laughs> everything had a rap to and it. it had to be simple too mm-hmm. well not always because i mean then, not always simple but sometimes if you know you know the, the my exclamation is not your proclamation you like oh he about to get into some <laughs> some wordy some wordy we about to get a lot of asians going on here <laughs> and, and when i'm and 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 not all of them had to be simple i take that back but a lot of the ones that catch on like the slogans were simpler than that like a lot of times people like are speaking to an audience and things like that they do that to kind of keep the audience uh attention they'll start uh doing those things where the words match up but yeah yeah so uh all right let's get into the show we have people that gave us money okay we appreciate the people that give us money um because let's be honest that's what makes the show go that's um, what we came. now what's funny is that we did have a person 
give us a brand new song to play under our donations oh snap now i haven't even listened to this yet this is brand new to me uh but i'm gonna play it new shit new shit okay that's first two, time first time there's two versions one with narration and one without i'm gonna go with the no narration and see what it sounds like this will be our first time oh okay now come through church come on let me let me give these announcements okay <laughs> everybody that went on the right hand side of the account i mean other uh, the website and uh passed around the plate yes <laughs> we we want to shout you out today we're so thankful damien all we appreciate you yeah we do richard all with no relation we appreciate the all family coming in from out of town today to to, to, to worship with us yes we do nicola c thank you so much uh unbridled love which is what we have up in here brand new recurring donator brand unbridled new. love dr bambi we're so proud of you kevin w <laughs> our girl falcons diva pray for her falcons y'all they sick and shut in okay they yeah, owe and pray for them. donna n <laughs> uh jason f Derek lw not to be confused with three lw uh, uh 2000s woman r&b felicity f donnell n b coleman linwood c one of our oldest members thank you linwood yes we thank you you might hear him sometimes when we're preaching going wow that's him that's him zachary from living corporate just did an episode with him should be out whenever he puts it out okay uh y'all look out for that i'll let you know lawrence c grace in michelle b nigga pass the plate around now okay get get some of that oh tracy j preston f team dro allegra allegra a l thank you malanike i yeah and we, that's everybody that's everybody we see you back there malanike okay Tapping your foot we appreciate you uh play me out and, and get some of that money over there thank you We want the kind that bends and folds and the kind that jangles. Okay, we want it all. Yes. We got a cash app, PayPal, Venmo, direct deposit, and ACH. We take all the money. Oh, my God. This is so good. I like that. That's so good. Thank you. That was from uh, D. Atkins. That's amazing. We had never even heard that, that before. Mm-mm but oh my god that fits right on in that is perfect okay what's the one with the words then somebody somebody gonna pass out somebody <laughs> gonna, ain't that out we're gonna have to get the sheep somebody gonna get the, the holy ghost up here the one with the narration mm. let's see may i have your attention you are now listening to charlotte's own rod and karen you welcome the good folks who tied to the black guy who takes <laughs> Oh shit! Yo, Marcus, more donations. Come on, more donations. That is a fucking bop. Yes, come on, I like that. We got some talented ass people out there. Oh my god y'all. if you're gonna run to the bathroom run to the bathroom right now because when because you know the usher's gonna lock you out when the when the preacher start preaching now oh my goodness y'all are so fucking creative i y'all like that through. okay we appreciate you um all right let's get into the show um 
wow now it's something more to look forward to every week when we do this episode <laughs> yes um and not get sued um so we have five star reviews to read okay let's get into these all right so the first one is everything to love by sks sprinkle wait sks prime's kitten i think is how i'll say maybe princess kitten rod and karen you two are an amazing team only started listening about a month ago it would have been sooner but i didn't trust apple's suggestions after giving the breakfast club a try on their recommendation oh oh i uh mm. i had to pull this out for that good grief i mm. i shots fired I, I okay it's not me not me either um <laughs> uh <laughs> they got a little got a little spicy they got a little yeah got a little spice for the pepper up in there <laughs> yeah geez. okay we was just uh I, my my mouth was open okay just oh right in front of my sally but uh yeah so uh didn't like it after that i'll just say i wasn't happy lucky for me a friend made a suggestion for the black Tips, and i've been elated with the amount of quality content for weeks now thank you both so much for this amazing podcast thank you shout out to your friend mm-hmm. you got a friend indeed mm-hmm. the best by gg clef who says rod and karen you cheer me up and make me laugh on a daily basis thanks to my best friend who introduced me to the podcast it was the best podcast recommendation i've ever gotten now i have something to look forward to at work every day and get to listen to funny warm like-minded people congrats on your success and thanks oh thank you sweetie i appreciate listen the friends are putting people on out here come on each one teach one yeah thank you for spreading the word y'all because i'm gonna tell you the the most the best promotion it doesn't matter how much money and stuff you put behind it no one's gonna no one's gonna trust something as much as a friend telling them like yo you need to get on this this is the shit so thank you mm-hmm. let's see what else we got uh fave this is by dmt one nine one three nineteen thirteen. one of my favorite podcasts for politics current events and blackness five stars thank you thank you the uh and then we got uh oh i think we got another one from dmt it says love riding karen are the best and that was for spoiled movie reviews five stars thank you which has been a long time since we got uh, oh wait that was only four stars well you tricked me you tricked me dmt 1913 i trusted you and i only got four stars on that one go back and fix it please um right it's been a long time since i did a five star review uh this is from red rings uh with a z that says hey rod hey karen and rod it's been about four years since i left my last five-star review and i should have done it sooner getting all this free goodness without coming to the altar for five stars but i had to get my last five stars in before you moved on to larger pastors the podcast was an introduction to me into the black podcasting universe prior to listening to your show i mainly only listened to podcasts that were about tech which happened to have all white hosts that rarely had anything on the black perspective but once i started listening to you i found a bunch of uh black podcasts and even became a premium listener to three guys on for one of them and of course you were the first very first podcast i ever gave my black dollars to hey black capitalist y'all come on you know we be getting to the money mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but yeah i appreciate that and uh also you know three guys on so dope i'm mm-hmm. a patron member of so many podcasts it's, you know so every every month they coming for that bill and i'll be like gladly give my black daughter dollars to uh to some of these shows man um 
black capitalist y'all anyway i was i want to say congrats congratulations to your move i also want to say that while you don't know me personally it feels like you are my older cousins in my head and i've never felt so much joy from another person's success who i've never met also i've had spotify on my phone for a few years now not once have i used it but i will be using it daily once your time to move thank you oh thank you yeah and i love that because you know i want them to see that uptick um and we want to see that uptick in our stats and stuff but um that's the point for for them i'm sure is a, part, a large part of this is getting uh, our people over there listening to podcasts and stuff and uh you know and like i said we got some cool tools to promote it and mm-hmm. share it and we're going to be using them yes we are love you guys this is from Corey 0914 who says hey it's my first review i've been listening for years i just wanted to say thank you guys for all that you do uh it is truly a pleasure the first time i heard you was the evening jones i was yeah you have been listening for years yes, you have. i was like who is this dude so i decided to take a time take a listen and man i'm glad i did you guys have turned me on to so many great podcasts that i can't thank you enough thank you oh thank you a must listen this is from your name's better than no name hey rod and karen first i like to say that i've struggled with chronic procrastination my entire life i can't believe it's taking me this long to put five on it but better late than never it is that's how i feel okay listen uh because you could be writing this in november when we would never read it right uh so you won't time when there's nothing on itunes to respond to uh a friend of me a friend put me on for the game of thrones recast and i've been a faithful listener ever since i was thinking about the recent episode where rob was reading the negative reviews and the old saying came to mind a hit dog will holler i feel that when you guys speak on critical topics it forces you to do a lot of introspective thinking that some people are not ready to do i love that you both are thoughtful and thought-provoking when you discuss topics i've also i also love most of the guests if i could give 10 stars i would can't wait to see what you guys have in store for the future thank you thank you and yeah that's real man like um a lot of times i one of the things i had to do to make my brain be able to to work around people that write in and go i don't always agree but i just in my mind i just think of things that i am rock solid on and would never budge on and i'm okay with you disagreeing so mm-hmm. that's that's the favor i do for myself because they never want to be specific and it makes me think that they're that it's some shit that they know they're wrong about but don't want to bring rehash or or something like that and also i don't require that you agree but if you're gonna do me the favor of having to tell me you don't agree with everything which i mean to me is that really a favor i don't i don't think i'd ever say that about anyone mm-hmm. uh like at least not when i'm complimenting them right um so uh i think if you're gonna go out your way to say i disagree i'm just gonna make up in my mind that it's because you disagree that um that lgbtq people deserve equal rights and so now you're just a bigot to me okay you wrote in you like to show up to a bigot even if that's not true even because if, you didn't get you didn't tell us why yeah even if what you really are saying you don't agree with is sugar going in grits you think you think <laughs> you think sugar should be in grits and i don't like it could be that simple but i do myself the favor okay um, we make our own stories up yeah whatever it takes to soothe my brain uh you gotta be kidding me this is from felt five who says i've been listening to the show for the greater part of the 2010s and i know i did a review back in 2013 but obviously i got a new account and didn't realize that i didn't give my favorite podcast another five-star review come on please charge me to my head and not my heart well listen when you show up 
it's over okay we wasn't really worried you know we wasn't sitting around like felt five don't mess with us Mm -hmm. but now that you uh got it you got about two weeks to stun on everybody that hasn't put one in Mm mm-hmm we see you out there felt fire got a new car and just rolled up in his new car and was like mm-hmm. oh y'all didn't recognize the old car i got a new car wait a minute let, let me re-register myself well where to start rod and karen are so smart and have such incredible nuanced conversation they're the best they will open your eyes in ways you haven't thought the reading rainbow segment will cause you to take a second look at things you thought would put the rest take a listen to this podcast you won't be sorry and they have great music in the lose for the segments i know because i did a couple of them yes you did you did that thing mm-hmm. get your life on the right track and listen to this show if you aren't already and after the 26th move over to spotify with them peace and blessings thank you everybody thank you sweetie that's all the five star reviews for this week and it was quite a few mm-hmm. okay we'll thank you y'all that. y'all still uh got time while the do- doors of the church are open because uh starting september the 26th uh the church is moving we're moving to a, a larger new building. sanctuary new building the new building you know, fund finally came through find all this money y'all been raising you know we finally get the new air conditioning the new doorknobs look 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 at the pews you know new stained glass windows you know y'all come on over here and the, the the new church got an escalator you know you can uh take your kids over there to sunday school you you ain't you can pay attention you ain't got to worry about your kids bothering you we give them snacks say goodbye to the mlk fans come on and hello to the ceiling fans okay we 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 done made it come on we got spotlights we got a choir and everything come on over to the new sanctuary well i want to get to some of these polls that we didn't get to last week um so uh do you like the new segment songs 93 percent says yes and seven percent said no they only like the old ones but uh you know too bad most of the people like them. y'all pay the, the lawsuit fees um no <laughs> uh do you think antifa burned down that garage yes seven percent no it was fat albert and the boys 33 percent and no it was an inside job 60 percent i'm on the 60 percent i remember that uh, that felt very much like sign that job felt very much like sign the blacks to me okay <laughs> uh did you watch the presidential co- debate yes or no 36 percent did watch it 64 percent did not watch it um really don't blame you on either side Mm-mm. i wasn't gonna watch it and i ended up watching it um should hippolyta come back to earth her earth yes d needs her no fuck them kids michael jordan <laughs> karen of course is in the no category 36 percent of the audience agrees with karen no which means 64 percent of us have some sense and we're like <laughs> we're like d not to be walking around with spit on her head uh you know uh and getting cursed by cops and stuff so but that's just me a man who cares about little black girls <laughs> uh episode 2192 war on reality was our feedback episode from last week let's get into this dig out 704 says rod speaking on how damn disgusting trump is is my motherfucking jam uh <laughs> yep well you know he disgusted me uh logan two times one uh Amon says hey y'all i'm so tickled i laugh so hard imagine myself with a slice of ham just to smell you fancy negroes always make me laugh british voice ha 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 iman <laughs> well we are nothing if not fancy negroes come on okay man them smell some ham them okay uh <laughs> the poll the poll is do you think this poll will work because last time the poll didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all we fixed it but it was that poll was like blocking all the shots well some of y'all have faith in me 82 percent of the audience says yes i do think it'll work 
and 18 percent says no because they don't have any faith that i would fix it and guess what you were wrong okay i did get it fixed we did and the poll does work so <laughs> we back i had to pay some money but we got it to work mm-hmm. um the platinum plan um let's see we got five comments on this episode db man 12 says hey as you mentioned rod the craziest thing is that i assumed all wh people and glp polls were fox news in it saying one thing to the public doing a white house people okay and doing the right thing for themselves but damn they follow trump's bullshit and put the whole federal government at risk and the worst part for these fools if trump dies pence gotta fire all these idiots uh anyway congrats to you and karen on spotify move yeah i don't even know what to say man like i honestly i i really thought they couldn't surprise me anymore but uh them being dumb enough to get the coronavirus is a surprise to me like white supremacy a motherfucker Mm -hmm. they really willing to die for the cause yeah chris christie got that remdesivir or whatever today it's like his seventh day in the hospital someone i think text me that they just released him from the hospital so maybe he's okay maybe he's not but just the fact that chris christie was fucking around with this shit it's yeah the, like bro you in high risk yeah you high risk what you doing ramsey d jenkins says five stars uh far says dog that ava duvernay shit was a whole ass trip folks went at her but then when she responded like a human being it turned into her abusing her platform to take a black woman down as if that's not what the fuck they were doing to her right then every completely uh then every completely unrelated grievance folks have ever had with her came up right i was gonna speak up but i just didn't even want to smoke because ultimately ain't no reason with them niggas it was wild as hell though Mm -hmm. dog i can't put it more plainly that's basically how i feel Mm -hmm. i like and my thing because i know how people love to like misquote or or err on the other side of this shit Mm -hmm. my thing was just it's it's okay to disagree it's okay to be like i don't really like this thing or whatever but it's like there is no in between these motherfuckers always end up taking it to you an agent of white supremacy that hates black people and you ain't shit and you know you did the central park five movie but somehow you want trump to 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 continue to be president and support him and and support his white supremacy and it's like no the fuck she did not say that and and this idea that y'all can't suddenly we get on twitter we no longer can understand or give anyone any benefit of the doubt to when they say someone's saying like um i wish you well because i don't wish death on people we go i don't even understand how she could get that from that it's like you know how because it's pretty fucking obvious if this is a disease that kills people and i say before going i want you to go to jail i want you to get out of the white house i wish you well it just means i don't want you to die from the shit from the disease now look i understand because i would not probably express that on social media and it does everything on social media is performative whether you're death wishing or whether you're well wishing so this thing where people go well who is performative like nigga so is you coming at her and Mm -hmm. a quote tweeting that harvey weinstein picture and shit like all of that is performative for someone else yes but um my thing was just i don't understand why people couldn't just let it slide because it really didn't seem like that big a deal and it's actually not yeah and it's one of those things i know it's not that big a deal because we won't be talking about this next week because that's a well wish or a death wish don't mean shit they're not real because if it was real as much as y'all niggas wish death on him why he why he doing okay 
so so stop you, you don't know? have no control over that yeah everyone's performing everyone's going crazy you know over this dude and you know i just refuse to lose my reality because it's a war on fucking reality and the reality is that ava duvernay is a person that cares about black people and specifically black women she makes inclusive tv shows she puts people in positions to uh for their careers to produce and a lot of these people talking this shit have never done anything like that Mm -hmm. for people period and a lot of them benefit from people like her that put people on that make it their mission to be like i'm gonna leave behind a legacy so you know i like i said i get not uh, liking what she said i get disagreeing with what she said those are two different things than we are throwing her out and the thing that i find so weird is that it'd be the same motherfuckers talking about we need to be gentle how come black women have to always be everyone's mule how come we can't ever have a moment they don't really believe that they only believe that when you do exactly what the fuck they tell you to do any other time it's like you're you're trash you're out of here you're the worst and i think that reaction from that faction of people is bullshit if you're just a person that just didn't agree with what she had to say cool i didn't necessarily agree what she had to say so like that part is not so crazy to me but the the vitriol and yes the nastiness right i love how far as put it they talk shit to you cold cast shit when you react to the extreme element of the people talking shit all these other people jump in as if you're talking about all of them and that's where twitter is so fucked up you know what i mean because let's put it this way i say let's say i say um you know what man i don't want trump to die of this disease i want him to to go to prison right let's say i say that right if i say that on twitter there'll be a lot of people that go you fucking sell out coon blue check blah 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 there'll be some people that go well i I want him to die of the disease i don't give a fuck or whatever right there'll be people that say that shit um and then there'll be some people that go i agree with you right the, i'm more likely to respond to the people that call me a whole bunch of names and say accuse me of, of my motives and all that stuff well when i respond to them the people that just went oh, i kind of disagree will go uh uh so you saying when i disagree with you that i think you ain't and now now we got a whole conversation that's happening where none of us are actually really directly communicating with each other no and it's something that i've always said everybody puts shit out there but the number one thing and i've kind of made it a habit to start doing licking the mentions nobody looks in people's mentions if a person just start wilding out and responding crazy like look in their mansion see how many bitches and hoes and all types of out of their names they've been called and then you go oh okay i, I see why they responded like this yeah that's one of the things and uh when i realized that i mean it was years ago that i realized that but when i realized that i was like oh i don't really i can back off of this shit because what happens is it's confirmation bias mm-hmm. if you've been looking for a reason because look a lot of woke people are angry and a lot of anger is couched as wokeness Mm -hmm. so you know there's jealousy that's why you see people bring up shit like a blue check mark which don't which makes it makes no no sense sense. unless you look at it from the aspect of oh you're jealous yes it doesn't make sense to be upset about that unless you're a person that's, that's like i i'm mad you have something i don't which is some shit that some white person in some office decided Mm -hmm. was important it's not like uh i I, you know like every who gives a fuck but okay you you care about that right 
um and and so you determine that people with a blue check mark are a certain type of black person or a certain person regardless if that's true or not it's crazy to me to think that but that's what you're into um so you couch all this commentary and just jealousy and then you hide it behind being woke that's what that is when people say backwards when when you look at someone's lifetime of work and see how much they've done for black people and then throw them out and go no they were only about money they don't care about us blah, 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 because of one or two comments i have to stop and go well then are you jealous of them do you you know your commentary around celebrity and money always turns into if someone got money they must be a bad person right which then makes me think um you know especially when you're you know I, these are the same people that are want pay me for my work give me my worth don't be don't be humble don't be afraid to ask for your money don't you know like this is the same people that advocate black people getting what they're worth mm-hmm. they advocate mm-hmm. black people putting on other black people yes they advocate black people um 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 uh making money they advocate uh you know prosperity for themselves that that every day they look at their vision board or every day they're 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 affirming uh they in their affirmations give me my money you know that kind of shit and then when someone actually does get it it's fuck you girl and it's such a weird like it's such a weird i I don't understand it hypocrisy to Mm -hmm. me and it's such a like and i don't trust you now that you have some money like before when you were doing all this work and i was supporting you to help you get to the platform where you could have the money and have a voice i was cool but then you got too much in my mind you got more than me you got something i no longer wanted to identify with you and now i have to feel like i have to take you down i feel like i put you on the pedestal and i'm responsible for that so i'm taking you out anytime i see someone use the words hold someone accountable that they don't fucking know i always think of how crazy they sound you sound like the people that killed selena like the woman that killed selena that's you don't know this person to hold them accountable any more than you know them to 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 truly uh support them as a as a, on a personal level you're a consumer that's all you are you can choose a consumer not consume but the idea that you wrote a piece on medium and that's gonna make beyonce be held accountable is and it is so much entitlement and narcissism from you you know it's like me coming on podcast i hold such and such accountable who the fuck do i think i am i'm just giving you my opinion so all that shit right there just kind of adds into this swirl of toxic narcissism that exists online all the time and i feel like that's what happens and that's how i view these things now so when i see people turn on ava Verne and i think it's short-sighted i mean that like i do think it's short-sighted to turn completely on her because she's gonna be doing some project that's helping black people right the fuck now she's working on something right now that is giving people the inclusion that they never fucking felt before just the storylines with trans people on uh queen sugar alone are things we've never really seen before you know like just like little stuff like that that we take for granted because once again black people black women being so excellent that we take them for granted and we go every imperfection is a cancelable offense but all the things you do right all the work you've ever done that don't we we expect that and we don't give you nothing for it fuck you so it's it's such a weird thing to me and it'd be the same motherfuckers that in in, in a in a month or two will be shit like i don't know why we canceled um chrisette michelle it's not fair that kanye gets to do well nigga it's you you're the one 
you know what i mean i don't understand why little boosie can say such and such but uh so-and-so azalea banks has to get canceled you decided that you know what i mean you're the one making up the arbitrary rules and shit you can decide to also give some people some grace sometimes yes if if you decide to and it's one of those things the way i i look at uh, uh a lot of people on social media a lot of people like underground shit and this is how it makes sense to me a lot of people like it underground where they can talk to their friends everybody go who who was that so they can feel extra super special that they know somebody doing some shit that don't nobody else know but the second that person crosses mainstream they have to turn because now everybody knows now it's not you can't exclude people you know now it's not the cool kids club you know it's one of those things once you cross that line or once white people start seeing you once you start making money or once you start blowing up the shit that you actually want them to do because you nobody can stay underground forever and so once that person's talent is seen and they start kind of going up the ranks instead of you cheering and promoting them which is what most people do you have a percentage of people like you say they feel a certain way they get jealous they get envy particularly if it's the same thing the same area or same arena that they're in that they've been doing for years and this person just comes out of the blue quote unquote in their mind when the person literally hadn't came out of the blue because most of the time people's first projects particularly for black people truth be told we rarely hear about black people being excellent and doing these things when they're young most people we hear about they be like yeah that person around 25 years that person around 35 years that person around 15 years that person around 10 years you become why the fuck am i just now hearing about them you know but it's one of those things where uh you get that that issue in there and then also for me when i look at it a lot of people they'll complain and the second that put those particular people that they're complaining about particularly if they're doing good work in the black community turn around say fuck it why am i doing this when you don't even respect the work that i'm doing for you that they, they, they act like a human being can't turn around to somebody and be like i am doing this and y'all don't appreciate what i'm doing i'm not doing it anymore you'd be the same people complaining about how they sold out complaining about how they're not working no more complaining about how they're supposed to be excellent and all the doors that they're shutting you're complaining about them but at the same time you tear them down it's like you just expect to treat these people any old kind of way that you feel like like and they're supposed to just deal with it like mules the way that you claim white people treat us like mules woke people do that shit to black other black people all the fucking time yes they do unappreciative mean it's 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 not love it's no it's 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 that stand culture shit i don't want stands i don't want that type of love i don't want that abusive type of relationship with my own people and you're calling it being a fan that's not a fan have you ever been loved that is not love no that's you know what i mean the shit where like uh like like if, if that if we did that to our children we would call that abuse yes hey you, you got all a's but you got a c in math fuck you you're trash get the fuck out i don't support you you piece of shit like it's that type of craziness to me and it's why and it's the hyperbole of the internet it drives us to those crazy places mm-hmm. and this this and it's also weird because it comes from the same people that go you need to have an opinion on everything because you're famous and so these will be so they'll go you should have said nothing you know it's okay to shut up but they the same people that go silence is complicitness whenever they just whip that shit out randomly all the time whenever someone goes i'm gonna just play my lane i have an unpopular opinion on this and motherfuckers don't feel like they're ready to hear it so let me just shut the fuck up you know your silence 
is complicitness and it's like oh you're just trying to find the fodder for a for like an angle to attack the person it's not real so it's that stand culture shit and i think it's i it's the reason i don't uh fuck with it because it because you put so much effort in the this person is a representative of me and perfect and flawless because that's what i want to be and when they turn out to be human you have to tear them down because that also proves you're morally better than them and perfect and flawless fuck you i don't want that that shit ain't love or fairness leave me the fuck alone no and you ask that question have you ever been loved for some of them the answer to that question is no yeah. so when they have never been loved they've been on all these abusive and fucked up relationships to, so for some of them this is their definition of love so for them this is how i express myself because this is how love was showed to me in meanness and cruelness so this is me showing i quote unquote love you when that when that's not love baby that's the other thing i remember saying on the show a while ago where i'm like we've got on social media we have gotten to the point where actually forgiving somebody is being radical now yes and it's also why i don't believe these people when they say that like one i don't i just tend not to believe people on both sides of this equation i don't believe the burn it all down motherfuckers because they're not about that life either because it was just something to say while you watch the cities burn from george floyd from the comfort of your house burn it all down fuck the system because at the end of the day you're not really about that you go get a gun and start killing some people then you're not gonna do that right right so so let's everyone calm down a little bit we're not fucking really gonna take over the streets like that anyway um but then the second part of it is i never really believed the people that were like i'm a prison abolitionist we need reform we gonna forgive because you need forgiveness to do that you know where it starts it starts from a place of saying i don't want you to die of a horrible disease maybe ava DuVernay's watched some of her friends die of this horrible disease and said the same thing a lot of people say i just would not wish this on anyone and if that's their dogma cool because you know what my dogma is voting this motherfucker out so if that's gonna happen i'll accept that because i don't care or believe anyone's wishes are gonna fucking matter for this dude so what i would wish niggas do is let's go try to get him out of the paint you know so it was just weird and and just twitter shit um miss mary's smile said sore ratchetness today about the bipolar lady calling and threatening the official had me dying tears rolling down my face i needed that thank you and still have aol email though i've upgraded from dial up (laughs) you got mail uh kim doc says i'm not throwing ava away especially not when i actually agree with her people need to truly get a grip she never meant our people harm focus your ire on the true evil i still see black men going viral with tweets about kamala locking up your uncles on marijuana charges and the lesser two evils bullshit shut the fuck up and leave us out of your dumb shit everybody get out the vote please yeah it's also weird kim doc because um uh i've noticed that like uncle luke the rapper he just did a tweet where he demanded joe biden come speak to him like uh pitbull the city girls rick ross it was like a bunch of rappers and shit like if you don't sit down with us at the table then we not voting and da 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 or whatever you know implying that we and it's like people would come at them and be like fuck you shut the fuck up this ain't the time blah blah, blah. and i'm like okay how you the same people that y'all been encouraging this type of irresponsibility and going we can't shame people well you're shaming them right now you're clearly shaming their dumb asses and keep in mind i'm with this i'm with the shits shame them niggas this is shameful that y'all will come in and motherfucking the middle of of october still acting uninformed like that's ridiculous to me but 
it's funny when the shame's supposed to work ain't it like we can shame kanye west by dunking on him on twitter that's okay you know like like it's just so fucking arbitrary and what you find out is that shame does work they just don't ever want to feel shame they don't ever want to deal with any responsibilities for the shit that they do that's it because you didn't if you speaking of could have shut the fuck up everybody who's on that i'm not voting i don't give a fuck fuck y'all could tell could keep that to themselves everyone who's undecided could keep that for themselves everyone who's like i'm holding my vote until i hear you can keep that to yourselves so shut the shut the fuck up with the we got listen we can't shame people you literally do it all the goddamn time you just pick and choose when you shame people who do vote and call us sheep and tell us we ain't getting nothing for our votes that's also shaming so get the fuck out of here it's all bullshit so yeah i I just think it's weird that people want all every black person to fall in line on this and it's like that's not possible what is possible is that motherfuckers could have a little bit of fucking um the same sensitivity they want us to have for black people who are like i'm not voting fuck this system you could have that for ava duvernay but you chose not to right like you could have just as much been like i understand her frustration as well so when this one person calling us sheep and i tell y'all take it easy on them you can say when she goes look if we don't fucking vote we're gonna deserve what we get you can take it easy on her too so it don't work just one way no and also is one of those things to where a lot of people know that like similar to obama they know joe biden will listen that's why a lot of these people are coming out the woodworks because they know he'll listen to whatever they bring up to him right. um so i truth be told i don't fault them for that i don't fault them for going a you know i have some opinions you know come and listen to me and come and talk to me it's not unreasonable i think people just get mad because of who it is Mm -hmm. and they just assume that not all but they just assume that just because you rap and you entertain me and you your your lyrics say shake my ass and all this shit that you are automatically stupid you're automatically dumb you don't know what you're talking about and you have no um uh political uh investment whatsoever some 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 sometimes i say that may be true but sometimes i say that may be false because sometimes they might do stuff uh and might not be public about it so i understand them going this but the problem that a lot of people have is we don't mind you doing it but we're just saying why didn't you do this months ago like why are you waiting so close to the election and in my opinion i think a lot of people are doing this because they're scared they're frightened they're frustrated they don't know what to do they got all this pent-up energy the coronavirus out there they're mad at trump and this is just somebody to focus their attention on because but here's the thing they want the attention yes they literally said stop everything come sit at my table or else i'm not voting for you so they they can't be like oh i can't believe people get mad you actually want the attention yes like you you courted this attention on purpose you pit, like you knew people would be here's the thing for me karen um at this point in the process i don't like ignorance masquerading as some type of uh intelligence if you still don't know the difference between the candidates in fucking october you're not helping uh, that's so, I, so yes. I don't give a fuck if it's luke i don't give a fuck if it's jesse jackson like at this point there's things intelligent people are doing and there's things that egomaniacs are doing and what really really speaks to me here you know who will invite you to the table trump Mm -hmm. donald trump invites black people to the table all the time he don't do shit for us 
but he'll invite your ass so that you can have an ego stroke of appearing next to the man who's president taking a picture he loves that shit he'll let kanye west dance on top of his fucking over off his desk if he wants to that's what the fuck he does so when i see black people pulling this shit out at this late juncture my point my it immediately goes what's up with your ego on this because it's what what other play is there at this point you know what i mean like because you're they're not organizing like it Mm-mm. it would be different Mm-mm. if they were they're organizing not. a whole bunch of votes and they had this voting block and they were like we will move when i say we move okay well you did the groundwork to do that you made yourself a, you're just literally saying i'm a famous rapper from this area you need to come talk to me and it's been ice cube and it's been uncle luke yeah, and I, it's I, been, I think ice cube started it yeah I, mm-hmm. yeah who you know a killer mike it's been these mm-hmm. people that i'm like nah this is fucked up you know what i mean so that's where i think i find that to be different than just oh they rappers and i don't respect their intelligence sure there's some people that are gonna say that Mm -hmm. i agree but also this is stupid (laughs) like what you're doing is fucked up and stupid right now you know uh i don't know joe biden i maybe uh if we talk you come meet with me impromptu tonight at my house like what the fuck like this is crazy right now this is does this does this seem like the fucking time you know and most of them truth be told should be like vote get your ass out there and motherfucking vote yeah there's other people that are rappers that have been involved in the process from from for years now Mm -hmm. they're not catching flack but Mm -hmm. they're also not stupid enough to be out here like guess what y'all i'm not voting unless joe biden come to my house like come on now you know what i mean so i it's not to me it's not about them being rappers this is just stupid no matter who would be doing it at this moment in my opinion but uh the poll was ava duvernay she's dope she i or she's canceled <laughs> the shot the results will shock you she's dope 80 percent of our audience thinks ava's dope mm-hmm. she i 20 percent. they probably didn't like them auntie comments i hear you i hear you and zero percent thought she was canceled so i i you know this is once again twitter is one place mm-hmm. and to me the main lesson i've taken from twitter in the last year or so is just it's not real and doesn't mean everyone on there is not a real person it just means that's not reality that's like a virtual reality people go into unpopular opinions are popular cruelty is the, the is the way to communicate it's like reverse world yeah it's just not how people in real life typically handle themselves nope and the kind of people that would be like the um the outlier in real life where we will be in a room full of people and they say like something that we'd be like what nigga what are you talking like if i went into a room full of black people and they were talking and they were voters and i said kamala a cop most people look at me and be like this nigga shut the fuck up but in twitter kamala's a cop guy is everywhere and they can find all the other kamala's a cop guy and now they grouped up and they got their own corner of the room and it feels like they taking over the room when really in real life we all know that one crazy uncle that thinks she's a cop you know uh the next episode is 2194 alex haley's glutes um, <laughs> uh and says i've also noticed a constant reminder that the underdeveloped nations that won't survive the pandemic too yeah because we talked about how a lot of scientists are like oh, we're baffled at how africa is not being destroyed and ravaged by covid 
after about the unexpected effect of covid in the southern hemisphere africa and south america i have a theory the key is the common blood type of each population research from italy and spain has shown that type a blood type has a higher likelihood to get infected and experience worse symptoms type o and ab have lower chances of infection and bad symptoms here's a summary of the study Uh, there's a link uh so if you look at the distribution of blood types globally type a occurs predominantly in the northern europe areas where northern europeans migrated to type o is most common among indigenous americans asians and africans type b occurs mostly in asia so the naturally lower probably so the naturally lower probability of infection and severity of symptoms may be dampening the effect of the virus in these areas you can't use north america as a guide for this theory as most people have pointed out the black and brown people in north america who are dying from covid tend to be poor and don't have access to good health care so the blood type advantage that may exist due to ancestry is offset by poor health care just a theory yes I, I can see that yeah that's a hell of a theory and i haven't done that research but i i, I mean i could yeah maybe that's it yeah, i'm sorry i heard a lot of shit yeah like that could be understanding that it would make a lot of sense it's like yeah normally this is how it goes but when you have bad health care none of that shit matters yeah who knows um let's see uh vinyl collector says how because i mean people the other thing is we don't know that much about different places in africa i'm not that mm-hmm. fucking versed in that shit and, a, and i'm subject to a lot of um propaganda and 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 anti-blackness and stuff from other places so you know the things i learned about africa when i was younger was a bunch of bullshit it's all it was it's and all, they learned some bullshit about us too yeah so so i don't i don't feel like i really have much place to speak on the workings of the continent because i don't know enough to be talking with any level of authority about healthcare, mm-hmm. about um blood type about tracking of um uh the numbers and stuff and i think people get behind a mic and they talk with so much fucking authority it's like sometimes you don't fucking know and it's okay there'll be somebody else that does know and that's their lane and they'll talk about it and uh, if i know who that is i'll point you in their direction agreed vinyl collector says hi rod and karen first and foremost i want to say a huge congratulations on your clearest radio announcer voice exclusive 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 spotify deal 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 ha ha i love it when you guys do that um, <laughs> i've listened for a long time and have been so appreciative for your podcast i've written in before and said and i mean it we're friends in my head you deserve this and all additional success that is surely coming your way excited to see what's next for you i wanted to comment on a discussion at the beginning of today's episode on anxiety and that sounded like some backlash i received on social media thank you for being so open with how you're feeling it about it i think at one point you talked about how disproportionate people's response was to what you said and maybe talked a little about how it might be a function of social media and how people gang up in that environment but i also want to offer another potential reason i've learned through therapy that i have certain triggers and once i made aware of it I started noticing in my own life that i would have had these massive reaction to things that people said or did that weren't really a big deal because they were quote unquote triggering for me when i stepped back and thought about it i realized my reaction was because what they said reminded me of someone who did worse or an event that they were reminding me of that was traumatic for me so i actually wasn't reacting to what that person sitting in front of me was saying Mm -hmm. or doing i was reacting almost impulsively based on what i experienced before Mm -hmm. that may have been some of what you were experiencing for those people on social media same with ava too could be could be i think um that's definitely uh possible although i would say um 
from what we've learned about social media we also know that it is a place that can affect our mental health so whether that be because it reminds us of things offline or literally just some of these are online phenomena that just did not exist because we didn't have this much access to each other right 10 years ago and so some of this is new like the idea of someone saying something and like there was a time when like if you said something that was unpopular only someone who knew you would hear it yes someone who was in proximity to you would hear it right Uh, unless you were deemed to have some type of you know like you had a tv show a radio show or something but now you could just start an account and you don't even have to be famous or anything you could just have an opinion that enough people disagree with that it becomes a thing you know we've seen people get fired off this stuff we've seen Mm -hmm. people uh commit suicide based off of social media we've seen people become depressed um uh we've seen a lot of stuff you know it's exacerbated people's mental illness we've seen bullying we've seen someone become president based off of social media so uh it could like i'm not knocking what you're saying i'm just saying it, it it could be that it quote unquote triggers me because of some some other deeper experience offline which is totally possible or it could be an online phenomenon as well you know i bet some of the people that went in on her were triggered by something she said of course i'm still working on myself to recognize when that's happening to have different response but i can say that i'm still guilty of it i also feel you on anxiety i don't become paralyzed at physical reaction but i'm someone who can replay a thing over and over and over again in my head for long periods of time sometimes i can hold on to it for months and sometimes even years me too by the way i'm not sure if that's anxiety but i'm learning through therapy that it's not healthy uh, yep it's not anyway thank you for sparking these conversations congratulations again love y'all thank you for writing in thank you and uh yeah i don't know i i don't know it could be like you said like i said uh something that's offline and i just haven't thought about it yet or haven't figured out what it is but i don't know like it's not something that um it didn't make me feel like oh man a long time ago this type of thing happened it's not something that honestly it's not even something i really used to feel like that until social media that i'm aware of but maybe i don't know more work to do as always i'm peeled back the layers of that onion far says thank you for having these discussions at the top of the show we're all going through this so it's dope that you're creating a space to process the info one of the things that helped me process the way folks weaponized victimhood came from rick rick and morty oddly enough on that whirly Durly episode, when Rick breaks down to Jerry that he pretends to be a victim, but he's really a predator, for whatever reason, that's the shit that made it click for me. Yo, that, mm-hmm. yeah, Jerry's a great example. Of oh, Jerry's terrible. Yeah, and weaponizing victimhood. Mm-hmm. I've been recognizing that shit in so many places ever since. Realizations can sometimes come from the strangest places. Happy to hear you're creating safe spaces for you to think through and feel through all this. People use safe spaces as a pejorative, but we all need them, and a lot of folks will be healthier if we have safe spaces in our lives yeah you know me man i i don't feel like no space is safe uh but you know i think the podcast is the closest we get to it for ourselves where we get to like express some things and be work through some things and be like maybe this is wrong maybe it's not you know and, and kind of feedback with each other and see like how you know at least try to come from a place of understanding i just know that a place of understanding is just not something you're gonna find online very often correct but mill 73 says the 12 years of slave workout almost took me out uncontrollable laughter while driving is never good imagine black brit shut that shit down by shouting block lives matter matter a mill says 
<laughs> block lies my uh come on have you ever had an anxiety attack yes i'm not sure or no karen i don't know about an attack but i have had anxiety and i did not realize it was anxiety Mm -hmm. um but i know now particularly when covid first hit and i used to come home um every time i would leave the house i would have anxiety i would be Mm -hmm. at work all day i would have anxiety i didn't want anybody this is before the mask requirements and shit went up i was like no no mm -mm, don't be around me give me space like get away from me i get home i would take off my clothes i would wash it i would be in a panic i you know it's one of them things i was like oh my god i don't want to go in there and get the covid you know because like i said i i thought at that time it was so much misinformation i just wanted to be safe and i know being at home was being safe and yeah. outside of the house just sit me in a panic yeah i think anxiety is part of life i think an anxiety attack is a little bit more debilitating you know right like you might not be able to function in certain ways and stuff um but yeah I, you know i i mean i before i think also it takes recognizing what it is and i would say before this weekend i had never thought of that stuff is anxiety or anxiety attacks now i go back and look and think about just coming up as a kid i remember there was a time uh, my parents probably still remember this there was a time where i would go to school eat lunch and throw up and need to come home and it was happening like often Mm. and i wasn't like sick you know what i mean like it wasn't uh uh you know oh you because you got this virus or some shit it was just it was happening uh enough you know what i mean especially when i would go to new schools i would experience it especially like right like um oftentimes at lunch you know um i couldn't help it you know um i remember when we were in college there was a time where i would throw up after eating sometimes and i never knew why um so i don't know i think i've always been an anxious person i just never fucking knew i never stopped i never stopped and thought about it and you know luckily i've made it to this age and to this level of privilege to even be able to analyze myself because correct when you just grinding day to day man you don't have time to stop and think about like Mm -hmm. why am i this way what's Mm -hmm. going on with me um and now you know i think about it over the course of my life it's like yeah certain people have made me feel anxious and my body has reacted very negatively to that you know Mm. so once but once you know better then it's like how do i start working on this thing because to me um what that last person that had written in that longer thing about anxiety hey man you know a big thing for me was being like turn this phone off it's not real you know what i mean these people don't know me Mm-mm. like no one who knows me would ever say these things about me correct and that's just the truth you know and the truth is the same for those other people too like even when i want to come back at them about something they said about me the truth is i don't know them Mm-mm. you know one person that <laughs> got mad at me uh following me said some shit like we've been following each other for this long and you, i'm like i i, I honestly god thought to myself i don't fucking know you right i don't, I don't know even know you. your name right don't like know i don't name. even know what you truly look like how many brothers and sisters you have i don't know yeah you. like this is insane that this is bothering me this much and that you're this bothered by the idea that after you called me some names i wouldn't want to hang out with you anymore that's you know virtually online like that's a weird thing because if that was real life and i called you a name and you said you don't want to come by my house no more i'd be like that makes sense i called you names you know <laughs> like like it's such a weird thing so 
so yeah um the poll yes 61 percent. i'm not sure 25 percent, and 14 percent no uh let's see mwangangi says i've had an attack that i knew was an attack at the time but it was related to recreational drug use psychoactives can be difficult to deal with if you can't surf the wave and i was 19 year old with zero experience now give me some mushroom tea once in a twice a year in a cabin next to a fire during the winter with some friends and i'm cozy Amon says thank you again for bringing up the topic just this year one of my sisters just caught on that i'm clinically depressed so it's an everyday battle and not just Amon is sad today also i have seasonal affective disorder uh which is i suppose is slightly easier for my family to understand than my depression it's definitely important to continue to open uh, open up about it so people can understand it last year my husband opened up about how he wasn't really prepared for my mental health issues before we got married i've always been open and honest about it but I, that still didn't help him truly understand so we're both in therapy and i'm really proud of him for going there's been a difference in the way he reacts when i'm at a low point or have an anxiety attack erasing stigmas doesn't happen overnight so thank you for bringing the topic up again love you iman thank you right and you know um i'm glad that uh your husband was even open to the point of learning how to deal because a lot of times when things happen and family members see people go through stuff they don't know how to deal their first reaction a lot of times is to retreat Mm -hmm. and not you know and the person actually needs that support system and uh, but it's one of those things where they didn't go to school they don't have the medical degrees in this they 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 just don't know and so a lot of times when you bring up hey i have this problem you know would you go get help a lot of people refuse that and it becomes like a uh an issue in the relationship because you go well i need for you to help me so that you could better understand me right so um and and also people are constantly changing yes they are so you don't like not know, understanding that or knowing that when you got married i mean that's just life that's true that's real it's the same way people want to have kids you had a kids and then you're like oh this is harder than i thought this is different than what i thought it was gonna be come on like being married or being in a relationship is just a promise to try to grow together or try to understand every day it's not a, um it's not an immutable fact because people change every day sugar bay says hi karen and rod i'm a week behind but caught up to say congratulations i'm so proud of you too and i'm happy to have been along for the ride and growth you two work so damn hard and you have to really bring us complete shows to really bring us complete shows it truly appreciate it's truly appreciated and this is truly deserved rod i appreciate your candor regarding anxiety when karen detailed why she's a flight and not fight person i was weeding my garden and mumbling it's me it's me over and over i definitely decided long ago to shut out things that greatly displease or distress me that includes people mm-hmm. i'm working on a more balanced approach in therapy sending hugs and light lol <laughs> thanks for yeah because it has to be you know to an extent it does need to be a more balanced approach uh now it's more balanced at one period of time it was not balanced because i was like oh no 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 negativity you got to go like i was immediately like chop them off cut them off nope 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 you know because i was like nope you're adding stress and i you know and the thing is truth be told when people come into your life they just don't come into the your life their problems their issues their weights all that shit comes into your life too so you have to think of people as a whole and all your problems and issues guess what it does it rocks their world too a lot of times people only think about it from their perspective but it's it's, it's two different 
it's, it's like you got a room and all of a sudden you have double the baggage in the room because everybody I don't care who you are everybody comes with baggage some form i don't care if you got a, a pocketbook a suitcase or a whole luggage set you coming with some some form of baggage so um for me i had to learn how to uh balance that and also i had to learn how to for me personally i had to learn how to put for i have i have people that i put in categories everybody has their categories that i put them in i have some people with we're, we're friends then i have some people no you're the person i hang out for this you're the person i hang out for that like we're still cool but i wouldn't quote unquote consider us friends like like to me it's a different once i started kind of categorizing like that it made my it made it easier for my mind and i didn't i got to the point where i felt like i didn't have to be everything to everybody and also i got to the fact too well you got to recognize the friendship for what it is and you're not going to be best friends with everybody you know every everybody some people you go okay you're the person we just go to the comic book store together you're the person we just go walking together you're the person i just go to church and that's literally the whole relationship there's nothing more to it it's not deep it's a superficial relationship and it is okay to have superficial relationships with people but everybody acts like everybody has to be your best friend that's not true because everybody's personalities aren't the same you might not have the you literally might not have the same interests outside of that and i found that it made it easier to get along with people and it's something that i had to do with myself because i know me personally um i was the type of person that i sought friendships because i was the only child so i sought friendships i sought approval and i tried to force friendships and i had to learn you can't force friendships if a person wants to be friends with you they will and if they don't you have to let it go and let it be it is what it is and sometimes you just have to look at the friendship and watch it die and be okay with the friendship dying yeah i think um the fight or flight thing is definitely real and uh you know i th- i think i'm more of a fighter but there's a cost to that type of fight you know whether it be emotional whether it be physical whatever it's always a cost to the fight and we've been encouraged to kind of go no there is no cost and deny it and that's a huge problem for me because i know it's not truly honest for a lot of people and until you can be honest with yourself you're never going to be able to uh you're never going to be able to truly uh move past shit you're never gonna be able to truly accept things and i think for me a big part of accepting is the cost of the fight of being like okay so before i would just fight and then go it doesn't matter i'm I'm tough i'm strong and then when you look back and go no i was fucking i was fucked up off of that fight you know i felt bad off of that i i thought about this obsessed about this thing for weeks months days years and i go okay there was a cost to that you know so how what am i learning for the next conflict what i'm learning how to handle the next uh the next situation it may not have to even be a conflict dude how do i handle that in the future yeah and uh, before we move on my thing is this a lot of times people i'm not trying to find it people think it's strength in fighting which it is but people fail to realize there is strength in running away too, which people have a tendency not to think of the people that don't, their first reaction is not fight. They're weak and there's something wrong with them. But a lot of times those people that actually analyze the situation and go, I pick and choose what I, what, what I put my fight in is not, I can't fight every battle. So they've decided if I fight, you're going to get a hundred percent out of this fight. You're not going to
oh it's going to be a battle but a lot of people that's a lot of people are shocked and surprised when the people that you know have a tendency not to fight on everything stand their ground and everybody's in the room shocked and that they're shocked because they go oh no no not you and it's not that it's just like no no you have pushed me to the point that i've decided to fight here and a lot of times truth be told those people are the most dangerous because those people are like no no i've analyzed it i've thought about it and you're gonna get all this business right here yeah and that's the thing i'm more of that type of person so even because i'm very patient so even when i do decide to make a stand on something it wasn't the first it's never reactionary i'm not a reactionary person i'm very much a like okay it could let me consider all the past it could be this it could be that but then once i decide like okay i'm gonna have to fight this person i'm you know they were in uh junior high school there was this kid that was picking on me and he i don't know why he just chose me to be the kid he picked on probably because i was only black kid uh i was only black boy in the academically gifted uh program Mm -hmm. and so this white kid uh just singled me out as the one he wanted to to fucking talk shit about um and and he didn't he didn't know i you know i'm from yorkwood i'm right i'm raised on the south side like this like yeah he made fighting fighting people in my neighborhood was just part of living in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. like you gonna have to fucking occasionally you have to throw hands at the basketball court at the bus stop if you just kind of want i'm not saying it should be that way i honestly wish looking back in hindsight i think about how much trauma black people have gone through and we don't even know because we just oh that shit hurt people fight people hit yeah so much is just a way of life whether it's hitting Mm -hmm. at home for hitting your children whether Mm -hmm. it's going to the bus stop hitting each other whether it's police and school officials hitting us what all this stuff so anyway he didn't know that i come from this background you know and not that i'm special a lot of black people come from this background it's just literally part of being black in certain areas right um and so he would pick on me in school and stuff and my dad was the kind of person that's like you don't fight people unless you have unless you have to defend yourself period if not you're gonna get in trouble when you get home so don't don't be out here picking on nobody don't be out here starting unnecessary fights right uh that may have something to do with why i'm so patient and also part of why i can i have anxiety right so um this kid was picking on me and i i let him think that i was the kind of person that would not fight him you know i never acted like scared but i just let him know like okay man like you're saying a bunch of wild shit to me i'ma just leave it alone i'm gonna try to play it down play it you know and it didn't matter what i did if i tried to joke it off he just keep going if i try to you know move okay well i'm gonna move away so one day we were in pe class together um and he was picking on me when we were uh playing some sport i, I forget it's like a team sport and so uh i finally i think it might have been basketball or something but i finally like did something to talk shit like i scored on him or something or i blocked his shot or whatever and he just starts talking shit he follows me all the way to the locker room now what he doesn't know is i've been ready to whip his ass for a long time uh so i just been letting it slide yeah i just right. didn't want to i just didn't want to get in trouble like that was like i mostly was like i if i'm gonna fight you i need to be able to come home because that was justify my action yeah there was another time where i beat the shit out of this kid because he was talking about my mama 
and i thought that was a good enough reason and i end up getting one of the whoopings of my lifetime because that's not mm-hmm. a good enough reason apparently in my house you can't just be like he was talking about my mama be so like, and nigga everybody mama get talked about right my dad was like i'm not with that and mm-hmm. you got to get a whooping so uh, so i uh ended up um going into the locker room and the way the lock boys locker room was there was there was a bench in the middle of the lockers there's lockers on one side lockers on the other side the bench is about knee level right and so his locker was on the other side of the bench and i turned my back to him and was like i'm opening up my locker but i knew the whole time he was gonna come in and talk shit and he because he thought i just talk shit that's what he thought mm-hmm. was oh rod is a person that let's i've been talking shit to him we had a couple run-ins but it's never really been an altercation that gotten physical he's never really come back at me and so i used the leverage i just like he was talking shit and t- he pushed my shoulder and i used the leverage of the bench being that it was knee knee level mm-hmm. i yanked his ass up by his collar of his shirt and used that leverage to throw his ass down on the ground because he fell and i beat the shit out of him and then i walked straight into the principal's office and said y'all need to call my parents and y'all need to uh uh because i had to defend myself and i don't want there to be no misunderstandings about what just happened right and uh to my to to, to my advantage he ran into the principal office behind me yelling about he was gonna whoop my ass and shit and they was like oh yeah we see exactly what happened here because they he basically showed him himself being the aggressor yeah and Mm -hmm. so i think after that maybe they called our parents or maybe we had another one or two run-ins before our parents got involved and his parents finally made him stop you know whatever but no sense that so that's how i've always been so if, if you even hear me talking bad about somebody or altercation i thought about it i don't ever just snap on people like that even you know even when it is social media i don't ever just come right back fuck you motherfucker like that's never my reaction so i was like huh well what is this why are they doing this you know trying to i try to make a story story out of it so my fight or flight is different Mm -hmm. like even my fight is not a normally a immediate reaction to stress so all right uh next episode was 2195 lydia secures the bag our walking dead recap kim doc says this is well worth the wait i like how the entire situation felt completely hopeless for our heroes and yet systemically not always seamless or perfect they made uh their plan work we tried to tell y'all niggas to stop effing with our heroes didn't we you will not win they needed to give us a little bit more about connie to pull it together but i also like how magna's story checks out it kept our hopes alive yeah you know what i keep thinking is that we might get a connie episode or something mm-hmm. or like a heavy backstory on connie i'm not saying they will do it because I, I feel like the new showrunner hasn't i don't think she's done one of those yet Mm-mm. so maybe uh, you know but i she, could see just to see what happened to her even if it's not the whole episode like a one of them cold openings where we just follow her for first five minutes and then go to commercial yes that yes, yes there you yeah, go. I, I like them like that something not, like that yes because yeah. sometimes it's not worth a whole episode right. sometimes like you say you just come in we here here's what happened now let's go on with the rest of the episode yeah so hopefully we get something like that because i i do want to know what are the exact circumstances like i know she wasn't laid out for weeks so something had to happen Mm-mm. um let's see now hopefully that worthless nigga brings connie i hate him brings connie to maggie's spot maggie is gonna take great care of judith and rj all the communities are done for and i hate that but i always love when they start anew 
yeah i i, I you know maybe we'll get a time jump and we'll see they rebuilt hilltop or I, alexandria I, I, I and think, stuff i think we're getting ready to get another time jump can't wait for daryl and carol and hopefully connie can't wait for rick and michelle yeah ever since they really introduced them time jumps i feel like they can just kind of rebuild the set and be like it's five years later mm-hmm. you know it, they can go it's a year later it's two years later like right. it don't even have to be a long. it could be six months it don't even have to be a long period of time yeah but when we went 10 years into the future that's when i was like oh they they about the shit they, yes. they they don't give a fuck Mm-mm. which battles do y'all think was the most epic one for our heroes what's your favorite episodes um battles that were my uh most epic um savior battle was pretty epic mm-hmm. obviously i think the battle with the governor at the prison mm-hmm. pretty epic um but i think for me my favorite is just favorite one of my favorite episodes and favorite battles is terminus terminus mm-hmm. was the one where this show was just in his bag carol it saved was. the day no yeah, one saw that did. coming mm-hmm um it was right after rick ate that nigga's throat out to <sighs> save carl doing the whole commercial break like that's when that the show was at its motherfucking peak and the the, the terminus was the one because i don't think terminus was even in the comics so like seeing them do that to that's when i was like this show is 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 top notch what about you i get you know it's so many i don't really Mm, I think my favorite mm, that that's hard. I think my favorite episode is gotta be. I enjoyed Terminus, but I also enjoyed the last battle with uh, Rick and them and the Saviors at the end when Rick uh, sliced uh, Negan's throat because mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming, and we went to go see that in the movie theaters, and that shit that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite battle is mm, when it the battle with the Terra when it, when they first met Terra. Um, what is that? Not the saviors, the one before the, the governor. Yes, the governor. Yeah. Um, but no, no, no. I take that back. I'm because I'm thinking about it. My favorite episode is the episode, the solo episode they did with the governor. I take that back. I'm mm. thinking about it. that's my favorite episode because that was like one of the first times that they took took a character and focus on that character yeah where you could kind of see why that character was how they was mm-hmm. and it was beautifully drawn and then when you get back in you go okay now his actions moving forward make more sense the opening episode especially in black and white one of the greatest episodes of tv of all time mm-hmm. rick waking up in the hospital and just introduced to the walking dead world holy shit um and then rick versus shane was another when when shane finally gets killed by carl is one of the most epic episodes too because you just did not see all that coming yeah i think another one of my favorite episodes is when uh rick had got to atlanta and i thought we were gonna die and then glenn literally pops up out of motherfucking nowhere Mm -hmm. i was like oh okay like like i really enjoyed that uh the poll was do you feel carol lydia and nia have redeemed themselves yes all of them not all of them or none of them have been redeemed karen yes they've been redeemed now how the other characters feel about it is a whole different story. i'm just yeah you've how you feel but yeah I, a- I i feel as though uh they've been um each one of them have been redeemed in their own ways okay yeah i think so as well maybe i would 
lean on me maybe you would feel that that negan hasn't but i don't know i feel like they kind of took them through part of it enough where they 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 for me they've been redeemed um you know i can see people not wanting to forgive carol but once she fucking was ready to kill herself and jump off the cliff out i'm not you know I, i don't take any solace in being like no nah, bitch fuck you kill yourself like it's, i know it's just a tv show but i right I, y'all y'all listen to the show enough to know i'm not really that fucking hardcore um anyway 52 percent says yes they've all been redeemed 29 percent say not all of them and 19 percent think nah none of them have been redeemed which is interesting because i don't even think lydia ever did anything that bad that that i remember i mean considering the situation she was in with her mama being alpha and Ma says, not Carol, enough time hasn't passed for me yet. Uh, Lydia, to me, redeemed herself a long time ago. She's been trying to be part of the community, and it's everyone else who's only seen her as an enemy. Right. Negan, I forgive him, but I understand that people stay mad. Mm-hmm. Sam says, so I just realized what you meant by the name Fetty Carl. After all this time, <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> LOL, oh my fucking God, how did I drop the lead on this for so long? <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, why did Rod call him that? So I Googled Fetty Wap and still didn't get it. I was thinking, if it's his music, because he be all sad in some of his songs, then I bust out laughing. Carl only got one eye. Oh, my fucking God. I love y'all. <laughs> you can get your Fetty Carl t-shirts. It's uh, Rest in Peace Fetty Carl mm-hmm. in uh, the Blackout Tips Tea Public store. So, um, Welcome to the club, baby. Mm-hmm. No, we ain't shit. The King... <laughs> king the black shogoth was episode shogoth was episode 2196 uh we got one comment kim duck kim duck says Ex- excellent and delightful hilarious review you two listen nigga that black shogoth running around through those bitch ass cops like a hot knife through butter was exactly what my soul needed gorgeous iconic majestic fucking fantastic i had that Dwayne wade look during the dunk contest when that thing thing was slinging them 80 feet in the air and doubling back <laughs> to mop up the leftovers you simply love to see it when letty finna where letty finna stay now though that house is done I, man right i don't know i was panicking at every scene with d that young lady is a star yeah that girl was acting mm-hmm. whole episode black acting school there are truly some great teenage black female actors coming up between the girls from this is us to marcy and now jada harris all inspired performance i was completely stressed yeah and i just hope that those girls can continue to get that like yar shahidi zendaya type you know promotion mm-hmm. where we get to watch them grow up and take on these bigger and better roles right. and all that stuff because I, I i'm tired of i'm tired of like black actors becoming known at 45 you know right. like man this person is excellent well, how old are they it's like they're 45 they've been in 12 things as minor roles and no one ever gave them a chance until now you're just like wow this mm-hmm. a lot of people must have passed up a person that that was excellent the whole time yes they have on a serious note though that murderous scene was particularly satisfying after the extreme sadness and horror of Emmett Till's death it's odd to say that they struck the right tone but i believe they truly did not uh did by not showing the body was ruby the only one that actually went in and saw the body out of the main characters maybe montrose did as well um i don't think any of them went in there oh you know what ruby did see it i just forgot she told oh because she was in line right well no she told uh william he looked like a monster so she did see it okay because she could yeah because she was the only one that stayed i think what she lied was talking about 
she was going to the she had been at the wake all that time when okay she, when she came over and saw letty she was like yeah i just came from the wake it's like we saw you get your back blown out mm-mm, sis mm-mm, mm-mm. uh letty okay being, nobody else did but she could yeah because she was like i'm gonna stay in line in case y'all come back right, right. letty being invincible finna be lit let's go journey and jamie were acting their asses off at that table they were i do worry that um i do worry that uh letty invincibility can be taken back somehow by christina Mm -hmm. i don't trust her Mm -mm. uh all right the poll do you think christina will be changed by dying like emmett till yes or not at all karen Mm -hmm. yes 35 percent of the audience says yes yeah it could be for the good or for the bad but yeah. i think it's gonna be a change 35 percent say yes 65 percent say not at all christina told letty sam says christina told letty that part about it can heal people for a reason i think tick is going to die from being sacrificed by christina and letty's going to bring them back with the spell oh i can see that they have set up the pieces to do that so i can see that now i don't know how christina's ritual is supposed to work Mm-mm. uh Amon says y'all were on the same page with me about the feeling of this episode is very good but hippolyta's episode is still my favorite so no that manipulative christina didn't change at all only to revel in her own power i think maybe she was trying to understand in some performative way but her laughing just sealed it for me she doesn't care and doesn't get it she can't die and she was just testing the limits of that because emmett died in such a brutal way what they did to him was literally overkill maybe she was trying to feel what emmett might have felt but even that would be a farce because that bitch can't die um i mean i i guess i mean she did technically die and come back but Mm -hmm. and i want oh you know what um you know what that reminded me of when she came back and she's like crying sobbing and all and laughing at the same time when um they go into lazarus pit and batman Mm-hmm. and when they come out they be crazy mm-hmm. you know like for a little bit they just be crazy and then they kind of get it back but because your body is coming back from the from literally fucking death right i wonder if that like every time she comes back if she does that i wonder possibility mm. anyway you see, they'll let us know like there'll yeah. be something else to, to i think let us know. i do think it could go either way because like it will be a waste to have her go through all that right, and, and it not, not impact her and whatsoever not, and it have no impact on the character or the show but at the same time it would be a flex to have her go through all that and her to tell ruby to her face like it didn't change me at all like yeah. i did go through that and i actually like it would even prove just how cold that character really truly is to the core of her being correct like i wanted to know what it felt like i do know what it feels like and no i don't i don't give a fuck and i still don't care uh we got a couple voicemails let's get into those i haven't listened to this one yet let's see what this is for hi my name's marina whittington i'm a reporter with spectrum news here in charlotte oh wait we already uh did this interview mm-hmm. so you heard us on spectrum news all right yes. let's go to the next one <laughs> hey rod and karen this is kim doc kim doc um, i've been meaning hey, to leave a email for you guys but I just got everything's just gotten really crazy. I, I moved, so um, uh, I just wanted to say congratulations on the Spotify situation. Um, excited to see what that holds. Um, all the music that you guys have been getting from um, 
the other supporters was really like, I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are so talented. Yeah. This is lit. I would listen to albums of this. Mm-hmm. And luckily we can. Um, and I just wanted to also say that your Sunday podcast, like I was unpacking all my boxes and all of that stuff, and I was just so moved by all of the sentiments that you guys have, whether it's about Trump and his COVID shit. And I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those people that's a little bit skeptical because these folks run the White House like it's a reality show. Yes, they and do. so I think that with the week that they had with the debacle of the debate, Mm-hmm. Right before that, his taxes came out, and then um, the Melania tapes dropped, and two hours later, suddenly they they have COVID. I'm like, all of this is really convenient, and this is super, super, super weird. Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with it that he has it because he looked kind of white, but maybe <laughs> he just lightened up on the brown <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a hotel conspiracy theorist no but he did he made um, up the same but like i said um many congrats to you guys all my love and uh you know i can't wait to see you guys on the on the next uh next venture have a good one wow thank you thanks kim doc yeah he's he don't his makeup people are like i don't want to catch COVID because if y'all realize he's not as orange anymore uh here's what i would say um i empathize for a lot of people because i feel like this is the point of what they're doing mm-hmm. to make us doubt ourselves and doubt right. doubt the very obvious reality they're not smart people they're not good liars and they have done risky behaviors that would lead to somebody c- catching coronavirus i like it would be different if i felt like um it would be different if we looked up and saw them wearing masks and keeping social distance they haven't been doing it and they've been holding mass gathering events the exact things that give people coronavirus Correct. so it's easy for me to be like y'all got it now i don't expect them to fucking die of it because most of them can have access to great health care even preventative great health care i chris christie checked himself into the hospital as a fucking precaution he didn't he didn't even have get tested uh, he didn't even have any uh bad symptoms he just went to the hospital the average person can't do that so um and literally they will kick your ass out and let you go home make you go home so it was obvious to me that they had it um also the thing with this white house they have scandals literally every day Mm -hmm. so what happens is i think our brains as human beings we need to process things so we put it into narrative order and so we go this thing is a distraction from that thing and that thing is a distraction from this thing and it all goes back when everything is burning at the same time none of it's a distraction to anything like like they're not going oh no they know about the taxes let's get coronavirus like no they have been doing dangerous shit that would give you coronavirus for the same reasons he ain't been paying his taxes and don't give a fuck about that for the same reason that melania being complicit were any of us surprised that she was complicit nah none of this is even um scandalous to them what we will have to do is accept that they believe some of these scandals can hurt them i do not believe they believe that when he said he could shoot a man on uh fifth avenue in broad daylight or some stupid shit he believes that and nothing everything we know of him has not yet brought him down 
so there's no reason to find his arrogance and lack of hubris to be any level of surprising i i'm much more likely to believe the obvious that is it won't bring him down and he actually knows it won't bring him down so the reason the scandals keep popping up is because he keep doing scandalous shit like it's not because he's like oh what i need a new hit to get him off the old shit no this nigga just is that fucked up and unfortunately for us the scandal is the goddamn point yes sir you know like they literally are like the scandal they voted for him to be the scandaler in chief and uh that frustrates me more than anything you know hillary said all this shit would come to um pass and it did and yes she did it's just you know the part that the part that that gets to me is seeing good people smart people succumb to what he's done to us and question their reality my friends and shit were i don't know he could be lying about it he lies about everything i'm like man he got you he got he has us he has smart people going it might not be the obvious overt thing he might be scheming and so so good at you know like when people say he had a reality show he was the face of a reality show you think that man sat there and micromanaged that shit no you know what else happened on that reality show they edited out a bunch of him saying nigger and racist shit and they they talked about it later but they was like yeah we actually had the tape somewhere we just we just aren't going to put him out this is why he was running for president they could have ended his bid in 2016 by being like or possibly ended it who knows it might not have worked but they could have been like early in the race this is him calling people niggers and shit so that's a coordinated effort from a lot of people who know how to make a reality show Mm -hmm. the white house is not nearly as coordinated in my opinion uh under him like the the fucking apprentice probably had better more competent people in charge than 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 his fucking white house which is they said we qualify for their jobs which would when you think about it all right let's get to these emails feedback miss smart says karen and rod congrats 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 down on everyone uh one of my favorite things uh wait is my did i read this already oh wait i read this one already yeah okay this is oh my bad my bad my bad thank you uh miss uh smart um let me see okay here's a new one b b right said from toronto hey rod and karen congrats on your successes and on your next adventure uh already have you queued up on spotify and i had to add my voice to all who continue to wish you well thank you for speaking the truth as you share your thoughts on this crazy fantastical journey called life thank you for making us think and laugh on the way uh you just make things better smiley face we love you be from toronto p.s i recently watched the hbo limited series years and years and it's phenomenal and a terrifying window into the future especially if things go sideways after november the third vote y'all hadn't heard of that one years and years i'm writing that down right now um let's see khalif writes in lovecraft country um hey rod and karen after watching the last five minutes of the eighth episode which was so great i was wondering christina said that a body intent and energy is needed for the protection spell that montrose did with tick when the shogoth appeared was that montrose montrose said his intent is to protect his son and grandson so did that spell transform montrose which is why he's shogal the shogal protecting him yo khalif i literally thought that and the only reason i didn't bring it up is because montrose was holding d and like the scene before and i was like how would he have gotten there that fast and what would happen to d if he left her there 
and we've seen them being born too we have seen him being born so i don't know look i, I mean it would be dope if he was because i yeah, feel like his, his 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 ornery ass would make a good ass shogoth okay mm-hmm. like i so i but no i did think it and then i dismissed it just because i was like maybe i'm tripping because because d he was holding d literally in the, the same like the scene before that um so but you never know with this show bro maybe teleported or some shit or i don't know and if it is they'll show us yep it was kind of the same skin tone as montrose um let's see candace writes in uh high rod and karen how was gia able to enter letty's house do the markings on the doors block magical beings with bad intentions or did letty invite her in i don't know if i missed that part well letty couldn't have invited her in because she walked in the house and she was already in there mm-hmm. uh i'm so i'm still too creeped out to watch the episode again thanks candace yeah we gave you our theories i think during the recap so mm-hmm. you know uh let's see uh iman writes in hey y'all i i'm just i can't y'all that lovecraft episode was so crazy it's like they saw my nightmares from my childhood this is the first episode i was actually scared that poor baby d no one was there for her it's like that little black girl who had to save her own damn self after being kidnapped and that poem for little black girls montrose saying that line that every black parent had to wrestle with that our children don't get the pass from the pain get a pass from the pain christina's evil ass recreating emmett's murder and still not feeling a damn thing well it's like she was feeling a bit of everything when she came out of that water i wouldn't say that's not a damn thing but i still don't know what she was feeling Mm-mm. we'll find out next week if she go back to <laughs> if, she, if she go to ruby face and just be like i did die that way and i still don't give a fuck about you niggas so i'm like well you keeping it real you you keeping the same energy <laughs> she really that's 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 truly petty and shit that's what it really looked like when you keep the same energy mm-hmm. no thank you i had i had to have my husband hold me after this one my heart hippolyta please come back also did you know and you know what i'm pissed at ruby is the magic d that good girl because it seems super messy to me how many white women have stabbed black women in the back you know you would know if you went to the nation of islam meeting sis eat some bean pie open your third eye okay i'm done i need another hug yeah i mean listen that william dick must be something else okay putting that thing on ruby yeah and also you got to realize we've never lived a life as a white woman so we don't really know right is she addicted to the d or is she addicted to being that white woman come on um it's a tell everybody it's a hell of a drug right like don't none of us know how we respond to it if we ever got a taste of it we sitting up here some us to be some brand new people we sitting up here blaming the dick it might be the privilege mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we'll fuck around but I, mm, I don't fuck with them new, new them niggas over there like she over there like listen y'all think it's the dick girl it's the credit score okay come on <laughs> it's the doors that automatically opened up for me i didn't know credit scores went this high okay all right um lovecraft country this from tori hey rod and karen i can't wait to hear your thoughts about lovecraft country episode eight jigaboo uh jigabobo blew my mind from emmett till's funeral to christine reacting to his murder um uh don't even get me started on dno's damn demon heifers i'm a 33 year old white uh, a 33 year old woman and i was scared to go to sleep i had on every light in my house congrats on your spotify deal y'all all deserve it and so much more uh thank you for all that you do tori thank you tori thank you yeah that's interesting because I, I wonder if um black women were more scared than other people in this episode 
because to me this was not the scariest episode Mm-mm. but a lot a lot of people a lot of black women specifically said this was the scariest one for them not for me not for you okay um not all black women but you know of course karen don't love d remember that she didn't want hippolyta to come back <laughs> julie writes in rod and karen rod i'm listening to you process your feelings about this social media monster and i'm summoning all the good energy i can send your way to help you feel find some relief i'm thinking about that line in lovecraft about magic not just being an incantation incantation but energy and intention so it's not to upset the balance of nature a couple of months ago i chose to get off of twitter because i felt like the balance of my nature was being upset i don't even interact on twitter like that but even with the careful curation of my other sentiments i was seeing it was having an outsized impact on how it made me feel i found that the good stuff was so easily overshadowed by the bad and maybe my black girl magic wasn't as impervious as i would like the to uh to the wait as i would like uh to the spells of that world's magic that kind of magic the kind that tears down and doesn't build up harms and doesn't help enrages and doesn't calm cast spells i can't afford they cost so too much and the way my emotional economy is set up similar to karen's twitter just felt like it was too easy to land in the throes of a recession robbing peter to pay paul as the old folks say allocating a whole lot of emotional energy to a consciousness and enterprise that yields more losses than gains especially at particularly vulnerable moments i tried limiting logons to begin but that then just went to full avoidance route uh yeah i can see that you know um i think that's you know uh that's definitely something like i always try to find a balance with because part of it is our business and promotion part of why we have what we have is because of social media and because mm-hmm. of uh and i know specifically my presence there mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah. I, I just find myself more and more being like i don't even want to log on there or i'm just not looking or i delete it off my phone or i take a break things like that you know so. yeah i say and i find the balance like you say is one of those things where i my, my balance is i do a lot of retweets on my on my particular twitter page and facebook too um i put my thoughts out there every now and then but you know it's one of those things to where i have learned how to balance that i have learned to how to ignore shit i've learned how to mute shit you know and i've learned that if i see an event happening it's almost like you see the tidal wave coming and you're standing at the ocean and you see the tide raising at your feet uh you go no i think i'm gonna leave before it get to my knees so a lot of times i'll just exit the room before it gets to a certain point because it like i said before if you've been on social media long enough you i always know what's going to happen you literally can tell okay this is the first wave this is the second wave this is the third wave give it this many days it's it's literally a formula to it they'll be talking about something else within 48 to 72 to the next week and once you understand that concept you can kind of avoid certain situations i know i can't avoid certain situations that will stress you out all right um i don't know if you recall me sending you that quote from tagore i hope i said that right that reads we we read the world wrong and say it deceives us i think i may have sent it then because i sensed that despite your awareness of how this thing is built and how it affects folks your desire to reconcile the dissonance between how the world presents itself and how it actually is what people say and how they act leads to this internal level of dissonance wherein you are fully aware of how the world is but can't reconcile a way to not have it 
affect you as much as it does and try to get people to see their own contribution to the dissonance you care and so it bothers you you've mastered the art of reframing perspectives but people in their angers hatreds and fears are every bit as contagious as corona you might not get the full-on disease but your immune system is fighting like crazy to keep you healthy and whole your body feels that fight and it feels terrible for someone who relies on an introverted existence of energy replenishment wherein you retreat internally to get restored it's like the social media experience invades that quiet retreat too uh the sounds feelings words you experience in the interaction get all over you and they keep leeching from you and you try and you're trying to get whole again to restore balance but you can't now you need that now you feel that cognitive dissonance this frustrating perseveration that uh you can't let go or won't let go of you if you not if it will not let go of you that's the intention of the magic so you have to counter by finding a way to let go of it our work does, becomes finding ways to cast a spell of protection or transform the energy of the spell cast on us there's a lot of lovecraftian uh anal- <laughs> analysis here a lot of, a lot of analogies what what does a world without you on social media look like is that possible or what does that feel like is it possible to, to the detriment of the show's social media presence but for the sake of your wholeness is it possible that you will feel better and the show is perfectly fine without you being on social media the same way do you underestimate the healing power of walking even during the rona that move, movement that energy transformation occurs from being out in nature which is billions of years older than us representing life from a more eternal perspective the light that hits the tree that causes it to grow and reach farther and farther toward the sky is meant for us too we are part of the same nature we take for granted and it's so remarkable we need it to make us feel whole we need to be out uh out in it as an antidote to the dissonance we need it to remind us how remarkable we are too you are not playing basketball right now which did that which did that for you in so many ways so you're gonna find you gotta find a way to walk maybe you find the most untrodden path you can but get outside and do it as often as you can in fact you gotta make this walking meditation mandatory practice especially as you and karen ramp up this next level this beautiful project you built okay now i feel like you prescribing stuff uh (laughs) take two here's your prescription right take two of these call me in the morning Mm -hmm. i do not mean to overstep my bounds but i do think it's possible to care very much for people i have not met but who consistently allow us to share in their experience but being human and have provided so much for us i just feel very protective of you both like a big sister i hope this is the way you receive this it is i don't want you to feel uh i mean uh yeah it's it's i'm i'm i know you sent this with every good intention so yeah you didn't mean us a bad bad yeah, baby i and yeah i'm not i hate that shit too and the person like i've i've been telling y'all about my life and the things i'm going through and the things i'm doing and then i'm like first of all nigga it's not your motherfucking business okay what i say like nah it's cool um congratulations on your spotify deal and every other achievement y'all deserve i'm feeling good the good mudita i don't know what that is joy which is buddhism in buddhism is when you take uh such joy in other people's achievements you just want to go screaming in the streets about how proud you are of them oh okay uh may we always find the words to give thanks because when we do we can weave a spell of gratitude even around our anxieties as we offer them up as sacrifice on an altar always with the intention to transform them to something to something better than we could have imagined much love to you both julie thank you julie thank you this is really sweet um and yeah i definitely am planning to get outside and do a little bit more walking it's now my spirit my season it was harder in the summer because it'd be hot as fuck 
and i hate i hate summer you have to do it early in the morning yeah it's like the timing is all fucked up we've been super busy the last few weeks so Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons i haven't really got out there but i definitely plan to do more just going out walking um yeah uh, i think the other day i it was just i i was sitting here and i was like i'm going no i got to get out like i i, I almost missed something i was like i gotta go outside <laughs> I was like, you know we got something scared. i was like as soon as that finished i'm going outside yeah the other thing i do too is um i uh we have an exercise um thing in here too i do that sometimes too to get the blood pumping to the brain but nah i feel you julie and thank you um uh, let's see john says good morning rod and karen or should i say black capitalists and neoliberal sellouts rod and karen <laughs> major congrats on the spotify deal y'all deserve it and i hope it helps you all buy all the pumpkin spice products you can get don't sleep on the apple cider donuts to trader joe's if you haven't gone yet we no, haven't yet. i have not thanks so much for that rant about pelosi and the way she and the democrats are held a ridiculous double standard there's a running joke on one of my favorite liberal blogs called merck's law merck's law is simply that only democrats have agency so they get all the blame no matter what and it's always the democrats fault despite what the gop does it's a sadly common outlook even on the left and in society as a whole republicans are just nasty racist toddlers who can't ever be expected to not be awful so everyone focuses their criticism and blame on democrats yes that's one of the reasons why i read that chris rock quote about pelosi and i was just like bro come on we uh i'm sure at some point i'll talk about this uh if i haven't already but we have to stop thinking it is smart to say both sides are just kind of fucked up we have to stop thinking that it's not okay it's and it's it's literally stupid it is literally the dumbest fucking thing you can say you think you're being smart because we've been told and taught our whole lives that being quote-unquote unbiased and objective is the goal but you can't be unbiased and objective with everything and people do it with everything you know there were people during the fucking slavery being like yeah slavery is bad or if you look at it from that perspective but if you think about the other perspective who are they to be telling people not to have slaves you're like what the fuck you know what i mean you watch uh i watched the, the vice presidential debate immediately after yeah you know um vice president prince didn't answer any questions and he lied many many times and we fact checked and he interrupted her 10 times but she interrupted him five and you're like am i going crazy am i fucking tasting pennies am i seeing double what the fuck did yeah. we just watch and why do you think the right thing to do is to have equal criticism of both like i'll show you that i'll criticize them both sometimes a motherfucker is so abhorrent that's the story right and i think that's what happens people think it's smart to be like democrats right i mean they not good either it's like nigga we are fighting satan like like oh my god uh when it comes to pelosi it's extra frustrating because so many of your critics claim to be about all about empowering and supporting women yet they constantly shit on pelosi and hillary and kamala uh and kamala uh completely ignoring the fact that these women are literally accomplishing stuff that no women ever have yes and here's the other part about that um they 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 use that that they use your success against you mm-hmm 
so what it is is they and they're always rooting for the next one they never see the pattern themselves Mm -mm. like they'll like so right now it's like those people are glomming on to alexandria ocasio-cortez ayana presley ilhan omar but you let them get there and they'll be tearing them down too what they don't realize is that it takes years to rise your star and get enough leverage to truly try to get some of your goals accomplished and over those years you're going to make compromises and also your goals might change yes that yeah right you get older this um the world changes the demands of your district change all types of stuff you become beholden to more people than just your district things of this nature so mm-hmm. what happens is as they accumulate experience we actually are gaining ammunition to tear them down Mm -hmm. so now we have that decision we didn't agree with five years ago and we can go well you know aoc you guys think she's such hot shit but do you know five years ago she said this and then it becomes a thing and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and eventually by the time this person that we thought was so great when she was fresh faced becomes you know 45 year old alexandria ocasio cortez ready to run for president we don't like her no more now we got a new woman coming in that we're like now this one this is the one and no one fucking does that when it comes to dudes never when dudes do that kind of shit we just accept it as part of the thing right and and when republicans do it get the fuck out of it. we don't even care it's not even a thing if anything it's a positive thing when they do shit so yeah um on a related note here's a podcast interview with christine pelosi nancy's sister who's also a dim organizer has some interesting insights about nancy and how she operates and views her job and it's called how we win episode 16 i had to check that one out um anyways i appreciate the fact you actually talk about this stuff while also acknowledging the political realities of both sexism and the electorate where 40 percent of the voters are completely batshit crazy if you have ever tried to put together a pizza order for an office full of workers you know how hard it is to get agreement on anything yep that's why they do basic cheese and pepperoni fuck it nothing else politicians have to serve that role for far more important life death issues where half the office wants pepperoni and the other half wants the the tire rims and anthrax is the pizza topping it's a hard job and i have nothing but respect for any democrat willing to do that work especially the ones in the deep red parts of the country yeah i agree and um specifically on that um the part about politicians people look at politicians as these individual people who make individual decisions Mm -hmm. they are a collection of the people who support them the people who finance them and the people who vote for them that's it so any failing a politician has represents a failing of either the system or a failing of the people because and the people in america use politicians as an avatar to never take any fucking responsibility that's why correct you have, that's why you have so many people who think objecting to voting is some sort of like bold statement when it's literally you objecting from having responsibility of anything right the process doesn't work exactly how i want it to so fuck it i'm gonna let you die that's what you're telling me and you want me to high five you like you're woken in me uh i have two quick two quick tv questions one have you checked out netflix series the kingdom it's korean uh historical zombie story and it's really superb i think as a fan of martial arts zombies and high quality foreign series i think you might dig it it's on my list along with a million other things but it is on my list and it has been for a while two have you considered doing a recap or a review of i may destroy you that show is filled with so much stuff for a deeper discussion if not do you know any good podcasts who covered it thanks for all you both do stay safe john 
well we did not do a recap of it i have watched it myself i thought it was excellent i think people aren't talking about it for the most part because it's not a black and white show right where you got good and bad protagonists and shit a lot of murky stuff around consent sex sexual assault um social media all that stuff excellent excellent show uh two things i would recommend one uh i believe it was vanity fair uk but it may have been a different maybe vogue or something but uh there's an interview where michaela cole and donald glover uh both had like have a conversation and then they, they put it out uh in print form check that out that shit is bars two check out t with queen and jay they did a recap of i may destroy you um of the whole season on uh not the latest podcast but the episode before that and uh you know they go into depth with that kind of stuff i'm not really a recap person i don't listen to anyone else's recaps of shit i that that's where my arrogance and narcissism kicks in i i like to have my opinion on things Mm -hmm. and not even really be borrowed or bothered by other people's opinions because i feel strongly about the shit that i consume so and i and it's unfair to put that on other people <laughs> you know what i mean well, i'm like but you didn't feel exactly how i feel right. you know so uh and i and y'all know i'm just not a very critical by me by which i mean like negative critical type of person so i don't like to listen to people shit on things i like Mm-mm. and i know that going in so it's my fault yeah. you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i just i just normally don't listen to a lot of recaps of mm-hmm. tv shows most but, recaps i don't listen to very few yeah but uh but but that being said i've listened to some of t with queen and jay uh their recaps and they're always well done uh very critical from uh and i don't mean critical in the uh, mean way i mean very critical is like uh critical thought critical race theory uh uh from two womanist race nerds so and so you'll get the lens of all those issues in one place and uh i think you know you can't go wrong so y'all should just be listening to them anyway mm-hmm. uh derica Wright saying congratulations on getting to the money hey y'all just got to the episode of now some spotify deal the stunting in this episode too good i just wanted to say congratulations to you both y'all are great people and deserve it all keep growing keep being great love the blackout tips thank you thank you we got a gift from pamela who sent us uh something in the mail and uh it is uh right here y'all can see it on the camera i don't know if y'all can see that okay but uh all right cool uh it's uh eating essentials butter for hair and body okay citrus fusion um i I love that we both got our own bottles because Kara thinks these are both for her but (laughs) one of these is mine nigga nice try uh hi <laughs> hey rod and karen congrats you on better your... be glad you gotta take care of that beer because if not i'd yank that at your hands uh and the skin hey karen rod and karen congrats on your new spotify deal this is a product that both of you can use so there's a jar for each thank you so we can split black owned company great for fossey if not for your hair then for your skin love your show pamela thank you pam thank you and you know we absolutely will be using this we got a card too and we got a card too but we got more emails simone says hey karen and rod i I said congrats on facebook but since i fell behind on episodes i had to go back and watch crowdcast replays replay to see your faces during the big announcement congratulations my fave are going to collect spotify checks so glad you had the champagne on deck and the smiles on your faces brighten my day 
i hope this is the beginning of many fantastic rewards earned from years of providing truly hilarious thoughtful insightful inspiring content you both have built a community that will ride with you ride with you <coughs> you okay with that? excuse me something got caught in my throat need some water sorry y'all black twitter must be having some death wishes or something my Woo. Woo. Better get it together. <clears throat> Woo. My bad, y'all. But uh I had to go back and watch the replay. Da da da. Uh so glad you had the champagne on deck and the smiles on your faces brighten my day. Hope this is the beginning of many fantastic rewards earned from years of providing truly hilarious, thoughtful, insightful, inspiring content. You both had a have built a good a community they will ride with you on any platform until y'all go full set out and start promoting trump propaganda <laughs> yeah imagine that full sell out we just <laughs> welcome to the black guy who says you niggas ain't shit and won't tip mm-hmm. uh she said this deal was you said this deal was a long time in the making but what a way to brighten this insane ride of 2020 thank you Mm-hmm. thank you uh oh and then d atkins uh says this oh d atkins is the person that sent us the donation music thank you baby hey rod and karen i'm a little late to call for new segment music but down the road if you need a different track to play for your donation segment i made something i hope might work as a backup if you like it great if not that's fine too congratulations on spotify deal love the show uh we love it mm-hmm. this shit was perfect this- yes it was I mean, no shade to the Kirk, but this is even better. This, yes. Like, it's got a little praise in there. Got a little bit of breakdown for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost could come in the room. Like, we're going to be using this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, honestly, this is literally one of the um, sound effects I could never find on Spotify mm-hmm. that I always wanted. I was like, why don't nobody just have a praise and worship segment of a song that you can just use as a sound effect just that piece just that yeah. whole song right you know we be having jokes and i'm like this will go great under a joke and yes you know we talk about these these mega church pastors and now we cast it mm-hmm. carla writes in hello rod and karen i've been listening to your show for a while now put five on it via itunes a while back i want to say thank you for all the great shows and congratulations on your mood of spotify chef's kiss your show often serves as a soundtrack to my walks and book binding i have enjoyed the evolution of your show and the growth insert kelly's hand motion (laughs) that's growth you know what that is growth thanks again for all the last during a crazy time best regards carla thank you thank you we appreciate you we appreciate everybody that wrote in uh all the people that are in the chat live uh thank you i gotta get out of here i got to do um three guys on in about five minutes so oh, you're not gonna read the card i'm not gonna read the card because karen just called me out okay i forgot that i literally pulled the card out and forgot y'all i'm so sorry <laughs> i wanted to be sure my bad i like how karen just assumed i was being a dick for no reason because <laughs> it couldn't be i forgot uh cheering way to go yeah fantastic this says uh dear sir roderick and lady karen so so excited to hear about your spotify deal you too deserve it enjoy this moment and i wish you all the best just wanted to send this in case spotify doesn't let us send you cards anymore <laughs> keep <laughs> being awesome love katanya thank you thank you Ooh, put it with the other cards we mm-hmm. appreciate you our address hadn't changed mm-hmm. and uh yeah thank you everybody for uh writing in mm-hmm. uh thanks for the gifts can't wait to put this on my beard can't okay. wait to put it on my hair 
and uh we will talk to y'all tomorrow tomorrow's episode should be um uh at 11 a.m eastern standard time and we should have some special guests um uh and we're gonna be talking about voting overseas so as americans so all right y'all talk to you tomorrow until then i love you i love you too